Hello, and welcome back to this ep- this week's episode of the Four Verticals Podcast. I'm your host, Maurice Phipps. This episode is being recorded on March 16th, 2022, and I told you motherfuckers that I would be back with another episode, and um, thankfully, uh, NFL Free Agency has gone absolutely wild between the recording of this episode and the last. Um, the NBA, there's been a bunch of recent developments in the NBA, just absolute madness chaos all that shit Um, we're gonna get into it and we're gonna start off with nfl free agency madness so here currently i have pulled up uh what do i have pulled up i have the 2020 uh 2022 nfl free agency tracker signings for all 32 teams and shit like that so we're just gonna go down a list in no particular order uh we'll in an order it's just the order that the nfl put it in Starting with the AFC East, and these are not, this is um, definitely not all that's going to happen with the free agency. I'm just covering it like this because there is a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of signings that happen. There's a lot of trades that happen, people going different places, places you wouldn't expect. So I'm just going to cover it all like this, and the important stuff that happens after this, I'll cover I guess on a case by case basis or whatever. So starting with the NFC East, excuse me, AFC East. Um, Bills re-signed Jake Kumaro, wide receiver. They also re-signed Isaiah McKenzie, Roger Staffold, Roger Saffold, excuse me, they signed a one-year deal with him. Mitch Moore signed a two-year deal. Uh, Tim Settle agreed with the Bills on a two-year deal, and they re-signed cornerback Saron Neal. Moving on to the Dolphins, uh, they signed quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. They signed Chase Edmonds. They signed Preston Williams on a we re-signed Preston Williams on a one-year deal. Uh, signed Cedric Wilson, wide receiver Cedric Wilson. Again, they franchise tag Mike Gesicki. Mike Gesicki, excuse me. Uh, I reported on this last time, but I'm just gonna reiterate it. Um, they signed Connor Williams, Emmanuel Ogba, Duke Riley, Alandon Roberts. That's it for them for right now. Uh, the, moving on to the Patriots, they re-signed Brian Hoyer, re-signed James White, re-signed uh, James Ferentz. They acquired linebacker Mac Wilson in a trade with the Cleveland Browns in exchange for Chase Winovich. Um, they re-signed Devin McCourty. They re-signed their kicker Nick Folk. <clears throat> excuse me, Nick Folk, and they re-signed special team. Special teamer Matthew Slater. Moving on to the Jets, they re-signed uh, Joe Flacco. They re-signed Tevin Coleman. They re-signed Braxton Berrios. They signed C.J. Uzama to a three-year, twenty-eight million-dollar deal. Happy for him. See him get his money. Um, they re-signed offensive tackle Connor McDermott. They signed Lake Lakin Thompson Tomlinson uh, to a three-year, forty million-dollar deal. They re-signed Nathan Shepard, defensive tackle. They signed D.J. Reed. Uh, DB to a three-year, $33 million deal, and they also signed Jordan Whitehead, who agreed to a two-year, $14.5 million deal. Now, uh, moving on from the AFC North, because that's it from the AFC uh, East. Starting off with the Ravens. We haven't done much. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to come out and say I'm going to pro- so I'm gonna proclaim myself as a Ravens fan. Um, I haven't done so officially because why haven't I done so officially, actually? Uh, I don't know, but Lamar is my favorite player in the league, um, and I only find it natural to support the team that my favorite player is on. So um, from this point on, I will be referring to myself as a Ravens fan, 
And that's the reason why, because Lamar is my favorite player, and I want to see Lamar succeed. Now, moving forward, uh, we didn't we didn't do much as of yet this free agency, but what we did do, I am um, I'm definitely okay with. Uh, we signed offensive tackle Morgan Moses, signed a three year, fifteen million dollar deal, and and probably what has been um, some of the biggest news this free agency safety Marcus Williams coming. From the Saints has signed a five-year, $70 million contract that includes $37 million guaranteed. I'm very, very, very pleased with this move. Um, some people thought we were in the sweepstakes to get Tyran Matthew. I didn't necessarily think that uh, we were going to get Tyran Matthew, but, you know, if we did, I wouldn't have been surprised. This, however, I am welcoming the surprise. Comes at a cheaper price tag than a Tyran Matthew would have come with. But with the same level of experience, Marcus Williams has been pretty good on the Saints, um, except for, you know, a, a few moments where uh, things have looked bad for him. But overall, he's Marcus Williams is a very, very good player, very good player. I definitely think we got him for a, 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 a pretty good price. Um, could we have gotten someone else? Maybe. I'm not sure. Would I prefer Tyron Matthew? Um I don't know if I would have preferred Tyron Matthew, actually, because I know that with signing him comes with that uh, elite player price tag. And I'm not sure that we have that in our uh, cap situation, especially with Lamar Jackson not having um, he's still on his rookie deal. So um, I like both of these signings by uh, the Ravens. And, you know, hopefully Marcus Williams brings something uh, badly needed to this uh, to our secondary who last season was extremely injured and did not look good, right? Moving on to the Bengals. Uh, they signed Alex Kappa to a four-year, $35 million deal. They signed Ted Karras to a three-year, $18 million deal. And they re-signed defensive tackle B.J. Hill on a three-year, $30 million deal. They also franchise tag Jesse Bates. Um, now, this next team, they have a lot of stuff going on. Cleveland Browns. They picked... They, they, they traded for Amari Cooper in exchange for a fifth rounder uh, for this year, and a uh, and the Cowboys and, and the Browns are swapping six rounders for this year, right? Technically, the uh, oh wait, no. So it says here that the trade does not become official until the start of the new league year on Wednesday, March sixteenth. Today is Wednesday, March sixteenth, so that officially has became. Uh, that official that trade has become official. Excuse me. That's not it there though for the Browns as they also signed wide receiver Jacream Grant on a three-year $13.8 million deal. They franchise tag David Njoku as previously reported. They uh, traded for Chase Winovich. They also signed Taven Bryan defensive tackle and they re-signed their linebacker Anthony Walker. Moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Dwayne Haskins has uh, received original round restricted free agent tender worth 2.5, 2.54 million. Uh, they signed Mitchell Trubisky to a two-year, 14 million dollar deal that's worth up to 27 million with incentives. Uh, they signed some offensive linemen. They um, <clears throat> excuse me. They signed some offensive line. They signed some offensive linemen. They re uh, re-signed some of their uh, DB help. Nothing too interesting about that. 
for the moving on to the AFC South, Houston Texans, they re-signed Jeff Driscoll. Um, they re-signed wide receiver Chris Conley. They signed tight end Farrell Brown. Um, a bunch of their offensive linemen, um, a bunch of offensive linemen they signed and, and uh, agreed to contracts to. Defensive tackle Malik Collins is re-signing on a two-year $17 million deal. Christian Kirksey is, re- is re-signing on a two-year $10 million deal. Uh, and a bunch of other minuscule deals that I don't really have to go over because they're not the most significant ever. Um, Indianapolis Colts tight end Moali Cox has re-signed to a three-year $18 million contract. Offensive tackle Matt Pryor is expected to re-sign a one-year $5.5 million deal with a max of $6 million with incentives. Uh, they also had some other stuff, not the most in, uh, not the most um shocking or newsworthy of uh free agency signings and stuff like that the jacksonville jaguars they um they had a lot of they had a lot of cap space and they decided to use it um but not in a in a good way if i may say so myself um they started off by signing wide receiver zay jones to a three-year 24 million dollar contract not too bad um zay jones is all right Getting him for $8 million a year, um, especially with the amount of cap you have, I would say it's actually pretty good. And then the news came out that the Jacksonville Jaguars were going after former Cardinals receiver Christian Kirk. He signed a four-year $72 million contract that includes $37 million fully guaranteed and has a maximum value of $84 million. I don't know who in the Jacksonville... Uh, front office thought that signing wide receiver talent two and paying them like a wide receiver one was uh, a good idea, especially when you have so much cap space and you could have actually gone out and gotten a wide receiver one in this um, free agency draft in, in this free agency class. I don't know. This was such a bonehead move. Um, I don't think that Christian Kirk is going to be worth all of this money, um, especially because currently he's the third highest paid receiver in the NFL. Whoever his agent is, I need him to negotiate my business dealings in the future because this is such a huge overpay and it's not even like a necessary overpay. It's just you could have gotten him for so much cheaper. It's absolutely insane. Or if you or if you weren't going to get him for cheaper, you could have gotten something. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. It's been a long afternoon, Um, but you could have gotten something worth like, I don't know. You're you're, you're not he's not going to pop off the stat sheet with his production next season. You could have gotten similar production paid way less and, you know, just kept this cap space open for like a star or something like that. I don't know. This is a bad um, contract for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fantastic contract for Christian Kirk, who. by all means, I'm 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 100% for the athletes getting as much money as possible. But when you're you know when you're talking through the eyes of the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is just a, a questionable move, um, questionable at best if that. Um, but moving on, they also signed tight end Evan Ingram. They franchise tag one of their offensive tackles, Cam Robinson, Brandon Scherf. Big name in free agency signed a three-year, forty-nine and a half million dollar deal that includes thirty dollars million 
That includes $30 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed and $33 million in the first two years. They signed more offensive tackles and they bolstered their defense a little bit by signing defensive tackle Foley Fatu Kasi for, to a three-year $30 million deal. Uh, Foye Aloakun also signed a three-year deal worth $45 million, and Darius Williams signed a three-year deal worth $30 million. Moving on to the Titans. Actually, we can skip the Titans. They didn't. No, we're not going to skip the Titans. They didn't do very much. Um, they did resign Harold Landry to a five-year, eighty-seven and a half million dollar extension with five, with excuse me, with fifty-two and a half million dollars guaranteed. Besides that, didn't do very much. Um, moving on to the AFC West, as we know, the Denver Broncos. They acquired Russell Wilson. We don't have to talk about that anymore. Um, they re-signed Calvin Anderson, offensive tackle, to a one-year contract. They um, signed Randy Gregory to a five-year, $70 million deal. And apparently, right, so apparently what happened with Randy Gregory is the Cowboys and Randy Gregory had come to an agreement on um, contract specifics and stuff like that. Everything was set up for Randy Gregory to um, be re-signed with the Cowboys. And last minute, they tried to change the contract to include um, language that Randy Gregory himself did not like. And so because of the last minute switches, he decided, you know what? I am not going to re-sign with the Cowboys. I am instead going to take this deal with the Denver Broncos. So now the Denver Broncos have Randy Gregory. And it's also being reported that they're potentially looking at bringing Von Miller back. So, hey, we don't know what's going to happen there, right? Moving on to the Chiefs. Um, I already talked about Orlando Brown receiving the franchise tag. Uh, Frank Clark signed a new year, a new uh, two-year deal, $29 million. They re-signed Chad Henney. And um, probably the biggest news coming out of Kansas City, the signing of former Texans safety Justin Reed, which all but confirms that Tyron Matthew is going somewhere else this free agency. Um, Justin Reed signed a three-year, $31.5 million deal, which includes $20 million guaranteed. Whew. Keep going. Uh, moving on to the Raiders. Defensive end Max Crosby signed a four-year, $100 million contract extension with $95 million in new money and $53 million guaranteed. Congratulations to Mr. Max Crosby. Defensive end Chandler Jones is finalizing a deal that is expected to average around $17 million per year. Yes, Chandler Jones is going to the Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders. Proving once again that... Um, <laughs> Offensive line is extremely important because when you look at somebody like uh, Russell Wilson, who's coming from a terrible offensive line and he's coming from uh, arguably what was the best uh, division last year and he's coming from having to deal with Aaron Donald and Nick Bosa and Von Miller and Darius Williams, uh, excuse me, Darius Leonard and the 49ers defensive line as a whole, right? He goes from there, moves to the AFC West, and now has to deal with Frank Clark and Max Crosby and Chandler Jones and Bilal Nichols, who also signed a uh, two-year contract with the Raiders. And moving on to the Chargers, Khalil Mack, who, again, he got traded there. Joey Bosa, who's also there. Um, it's not looking good for uh, quarterbacks in the AFC West. That protection is going to have to be elite because you're facing these motherfuckers two times 
every year. Speaking of the AFC West, uh, Mike Williams, he resigned. We already covered that. Um, they did some work on their uh, defensive line. Sebastian Joseph Day signed a three-year, $24 million deal with $15 million fully guaranteed. And probably the biggest news up until this point in the entire free agency, cornerback J.C. Jackson has signed a five-year deal with the Chargers for $82.5 million with $40 million guaranteed. Congratulations to Mr. J.C. Jackson. And now you start to look at this secondary for the Chargers, and, you know, they, they have Derwin James, and now they put together with um, a J.C. Jackson. They get they, they, they fill out um, a little bit more on this talent, and they should be super reliable. Nothing like last year, where if Derwin James wasn't on the field, then this defense was absolutely soft. And again, you, you, you look at it, look at the pass rushes. You got you got pure eliteness. We got Joey Bosa. You got um, Khalil Mack there now. It's a it's a two pronged attack. You want to deal with our pass rush, or do you want to deal with us in coverage? Because we're not going to let you. Just pick us apart in coverage anymore. Now we got J.C. Jackson. We got Derwin James entering the season healthy. It's going to be interesting seeing what this Chargers team do. This Chargers team does. Um, can I see them doing something that the Rams did in terms of a one-year turnaround to a championship? I don't know how much. I don't know how comfortable I'd feel like saying that, especially with a quarterback as young as Justin Herbert. Um leading this team, but hey, anything can happen. This Chargers team is definitely going to be um, a team that you want to look out for and a team that you don't want to take lightly. Moving on to the NFC, NFC East, uh, Cowboys, they re-signed Michael Gallup, gave him a bunch of money. We knew that already. Dalton Schultz, franchise tag, we knew that. Demarcus Lawrence agreed to a three-year, $40 million contract. Um, I don't know why the Cowboys extended him. In my opinion, I would have uh, cut him especially with the level of play he's been playing at recently. But I guess the Cowboys still see something in DeMarcus Lawrence and they want to uh, get the most out of him. So that's that. Uh, Malik Hooker re-signed in a two-year deal and Jake McQuaid re-signed in a one-year deal on the veteran minimum. Moving on to the Giants, they signed Tyrod Taylor and some O-linemen. Moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles, they signed a wide receiver in Greg Ward. Um, they re-signed Jason Kelsey to a one-year contract worth $14 million, um, which is looking like it may or may not be his last season. We still do not know. Um, they signed a pretty big name in free agency, though. Uh, linebacker Hassan Reddick coming from, he wasn't on the Cardinals last year. He was on the... Panthers last year, I believe. I believe coming from the Panthers, signed a three-year, $15 million deal that includes $30 million guaranteed and has a max value of up to $50 million. Um, they also signed a, a DB Andre Cheshire to a one-year uh, contract. Moving on to the Washington Commanders, uh, they re-signed J.D. McKissick, they re-signed Bobby McCain, and they acquired Carson Wentz from the Colts. AFC North now. Uh, the Bears, they agreed to a two-year, $8 million contract for offensive guard Lucas Patrick. They signed Larry Onkajobi to a, a three-year, $40.5 million deal. And Patrick Scales re-signed on a one-year veteran minimum deal. Moving on to the Lions. The Lions signed uh, Tim Boyle to a one-year, $2 million contract. They signed DJ Chark. Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds, all wide receivers. Um, 
They signed, they re-signed linebacker Alex Anzalone to a one-year, two and two and a quarter million dollar deal, and they did some work with their defense. Green Bay Packers and Rogers signed an extension that pays one hundred and fifty million over the next three years, with a hundred and one million dollars that is fully guaranteed. Right, but get this: Devontae Adams, who was franchise tag, has informed the Packers that he will not play on the franchise tag. And according to sources, uh, the Packers have offered Devontae Adams a deal worth up to $23 million a year in which he turned down. Devontae Adams is looking to be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. And if the Packers are going to want to keep Devontae Adams and and have him play, then they're more than likely going to have to oblige. Um... Alan Lazard is has is receiving second round restricted free agent tender. Devondre Campbell re-signed with a five-year, fifty million dollar deal, and Preston Smith signed a four-year extension worth fifty-two and a half million dollars. Moving on to the Vikings, um, Kirk Cousins is getting thirty-five million dollars in guaranteed money. I don't know why the Vikings are doing this. I, I don't know. They gave Kirk Cousins $35 million in fully guaranteed money. Why? I don't. Let's just move on. Uh, moving on to the NFC South. Young Waku re-signed to a five-year, 24 and a, half, 24 and a quarter million dollar extension, which includes $11.5 million guaranteed. Congratulations to Mr. Young Waku. And offensive tackle Jake Matthews agreed to a three-year extension that will pay him $52.5 million over the first three years and reduces his 2022 cap number hit. Excuse me. Moving on to the Panthers. Um, they signed running back Deontay Foreman to a uh, contract. They si- they're expected to sign offensive guard uh, Austin Corbett to a three-year, $30 million deal. They did some retooling on their defense, and they agreed to a two-year deal with Zane Gonzalez, their kicker. Uh, New Orleans Saints, they agreed to a three-year deal with Marcus May, three years, $28.5 million, $15 million guaranteed. And in undoubtedly the biggest news of probably the when – did, when did this news come out? I think it's Saturday – um, quarterback Tom Brady has announced that he will come out of retirement and return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the 2022 NFL season. Now, I, for one, love Tom Brady just as much as the next guy, right? Can I say that this was fully, ex- can I say that this was fully unexpected? No, this was not fully unexpected. But it's going to be interesting because we see that this championship team, un, un, unlike what they were, uh, what they were able to do last year. Last year during free agency, they they shored up the entirety of the starting roster was here. They they made sure that the entirety of that that Super Bowl winning roster was here for last season, right? Unfortunately, this time they can't say the same thing because Ali Marpet, he uh, he retired. Um, some other people have left in free agency. Other people have been traded. It's interesting, interesting, interesting to see. Like, okay, this isn't this is the Buccaneers. We know they're a good team, but this is not the same Buccaneers team that won the Super Bowl. Um, this is, for all intents and purposes, this is a different team with the same quarterback. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what the Buccaneers do. 
what they uh, try and pull off. Offensive guard Shaq Mason was acquired in a trade with the New England Patriots for a 2022 fifth round pick. Uh, he's coming to the Buccaneers. Russell Gage is expected to sign with Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin was franchise tagged. Brashad Perriman was re-signed on a one-year deal. Aaron Stinney was re-signed on a one-year deal. Uh, excuse me. The, the years of the deal have not been released. Uh, center Ryan Jensen re-signed to a three-year $39 million deal. And Carlton Davis re-signed to a three-year $45 million deal. Moving on to the NFC West, Colt McCoy re-signed, James Conner re-signed, Zach Ertz re-signed. They did some retooling on defense. Um, for the Rams, Joe Noteboom re-signed on a three-year $40 million deal, and their center, Brian Allen, also re-signed. It has been reported that Andrew Whitworth will be retiring. Last season was his last season. Congratulations to him on a Hall of Fame career. Uh, seven for San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Jamichael Hasty signed a one-year extension, and Charvarius Ward agreed to terms on a three-year, $40.5 million deal. Moving on to the Seattle Seahawks, they have Drew Locke and Noah Fant, who they acquired in the uh, Russell Wilson trade. Ted and Will Disley re-signed on a three-year, $24 million contract. Um, Shelby Harris also was um, acquired with uh, within that, uh, that trade. Quandre Diggs signed a three-year, $40 million deal, and they did a little bit more retooling on their defense. And as of now, that is the entirety of the free agency um, up until, you know, March 16th uh, this year, right? So a bunch of free agency shit happened. A bunch of it happened. Um, probably the most interesting is obviously Tom Brady deciding to unretire and come back. That's absolutely insane. Who would have thought that? I don't want to say who would have thought, but like we we, we we thought it was over, right? We thought it was over with. We thought Tom Brady was really going to hang it up, and he lied to us, and he bamboozled us, and hopefully he does not win another Super Bowl. Please do not let Tom Brady win another Super Bowl, right? That's enough for NFL for NC. We got to talk about this NBA season because – as of like a week and a half ago, these motherfuckers been balling, man. That's that's all I'm saying. They've been balling. So, right, there have been seven 50-point games in the NBA in the month of March. I will repeat that for you. There have been seven 50-point games in the month of March by NBA players. It started off with LeBron James dropping 56 against the Warriors, and then Jason Tatum dropping 54 against the Nets. Kyrie has an absolutely all-time efficiency night with 50, with 50 points on 19 shots. That's insane. He does that against the Hornets. And then LeBron James, he has another 50-point night against the Wizards. And then Kevin Durant, because the Nets can score, and you have to know this. Um, he drops 53 against the Knicks. And then, right, comes out of nowhere, not who you would expect to have a 60-point night. Carl Anthony Towns just drops, casually drops 60 against the Spurs, has 32 in the third quarter. Oh, and keep in mind, he did this in 36 minutes, by the way. And then, in case in case you, you want another 60, you hey, did you want another 60-piece? Because if you didn't, oh, well, Kyrie Irving, 60 points against the Magic yesterday. On he he hits eight of twelve threes. He does this in thirty five minutes, and he sat uh, for most of the fourth quarter. Once he hit sixty, 
absolutely insane. This is this is why I love this is why I love the NBA. You can't get this anywhere else. You cannot get this in college. You can't get nothing like this in the NFL. This is just pure greatness. Pure greatness. Oh, you thought I was done? No, I was not done. Because if we take a look Monday, right? Monday was the return of Draymond Green. It would be the first time that Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green had played together since 2019. And what happened? Oh, only a Steph Curry masterclass where he shot 7 of 14 from the 3, 16 of 25 from the field, and dropped 47 points, right? But the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, right? I saw this on Twitter and I have to bring it up because I just remembered it right now, right? Steph, I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna, Steph Curry with Draymond because there was an absolutely fucking insane stat that happened um, during this game. So, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I got, I gotta find it. No, don't tell me I can't find it. I'm going to pause this recording until I'm able to find this stat because it is absolutely insane and I cannot continue this episode unless I have it. So I'm going to pause. If you hear a cut, it's because I paused. So I'm back and I found it, right? On March 15th, Steph Curry with Draymond on the court went 13 from 16 from the field, 7 of 9 for 3. That's that you, you you may say, hey, that's that's not crazy. He scored 41 points in 15 minutes with Draymond Green on the court. I will repeat that. With Draymond Green on the court, he scored 41 points in 15 minutes. I you can't you can't you can't get very much better than that. You can't get very much better than that. Steph Curry is otherworldly. He is not of this world. He's not human. He's not normal, right? He's just a, a different fucking breed, okay? Also, um, Kevin Garnett, his number five was retired by the Boston Celtics uh, on a game that they played at home against the, the Luka-led Mavericks. Uh, the Mavericks won that game by a clutch timely three by Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, putting a little rain on Kevin Garnett's parade, but... Um, I would like to congratulate Kevin Garnett on having his number retired by the Boston Celtics. I don't know why he hasn't had his number retired by the Timberwolves yet. Um, Timberwolves, get on that. What are you doing? Hurry up. I don't I don't get it. Um, what else? What else do we have to talk about? We're going to cut this episode a little short um, because I want these episodes to be a little bit briefer than they've been. Um, we still have some stuff to talk about. Oh, the Suns put up 140 points on the Lakers head. Casually. Right. I think they scored 40 in the first quarter. And after the second quarter, I legitimately turned the game off. I didn't I didn't I didn't want to watch it anymore. Um, Speaking of the Lakers, though, LeBron has become the first and only player to hit 30,000 career points, 10,000 career rebounds and 10,000 career assists. He finally reached that assist number against who did he reach it against? It was like one of his last games that he just played. Give me a second. I will find it. Or will I find it? I think it was, was it against the Raptors? It might have been against the Raptors. They lost that game, by the way, which sucks. But, um, yeah, congratulations to LeBron. That's legendary shit. Literally no one has done it before. And um, 
That's that's insane. Now, to wrap this episode up, I want to look at the playoff standings right now. So the play in game start the playing games start April 12th and the playoffs start April 16th. If you look at the Eastern Conference, the number one seat currently Miami, they would be facing the winner of the eight seed game, which the eight seed game would be played by the winner of the nine and ten seed games and the loser of the first seven eight seed game. Though that would determine who becomes the eighth seed for this playoffs, Miami would be facing them. Now, Milwaukee is a two seed. This is on the Eastern Conference, obviously. They would face the winner of the seven eight seed game, right? The seven and eight seed game. Whoever wins that, they automatically become the seventh seed and they would face off against Milwaukee in the first round. The loser, obviously, they go against the winner of the 9-10 game and the winner of that game plays Miami. As far as the rest of the matchups go, we got Philly at number three facing off against Cleveland at number six. And we got my Chicago Bulls at number four facing off against Boston Celtics at number five. We take a gander over to the Western Conference side of the bracket. We got the uh, Phoenix Suns at 55 and 14 as a one seed who would um, who would play the eighth seed, who would be one of these teams between the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are seven, the Clippers, who are eight the Lakers who are nine and the Pelicans who are 10, right? If we fill out the rest of the bracket, number two currently is Memphis with a 48 and 22 record. Then we got the Golden State Warriors facing off against the Denver Nuggets as the three and six seeds respectively. And the Utah Jazz facing off against the Dallas Mavericks as the four and five seeds respectively. Um, This playoffs, I I keep telling telling you guys, this playoffs is going to be fucking great, especially on the Eastern Conference side. This Eastern Conference, and I'm, I keep repeating myself, but it's for good reason. This Eastern Conference, I'm telling you, it is wide open. There's going to be an upset, and it's 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 not going to be pretty. This Eastern Conference is wide open. you got to keep an eye on this Eastern Conference finals. Um, excuse me, the Eastern Conference bracket as a whole in the playoffs, but especially when we get towards that Eastern Conference Finals and even even that like towards the second round, like some of these matchups are going to be good and you're not going to want to miss them. Not 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 at all. Right. Um, with that being said, I want to cut this episode a little short. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to cut this episode a little short, wanted to keep it brief, keep it topical, keep it news uh, worthy and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a bunch to go over uh, Wednesday next Wednesday um, because by then the the March Madness tournament will have officially started and stuff like that will be closer to the uh, NBA playoffs and I'm sure we'll have some more free agency news on the NFL side because there are plenty of people who haven't signed anywhere yet so without further ado I bid you guys adieu Um, I've been Maurice thank you for listening and see you next time